Hey guys, Larry Vinson here. Just wanting to tell you that today is our last recorded live podcast and the season finale of season one for our Coffee and Conversation podcast. But don't worry, we have some exciting news, so make sure you stick around for the end of the podcast to hear what exactly that will be. Uh, Until then, enjoy the show. Today's episode uh, is a special one for me, and I think you'll figure out why uh, as my sister, Geneva, joins us uh, on the podcast. So without further ado, here's the show. Welcome to Coffee and Conversation, a podcast that's all in the name. Good coffee with great conversation. Here's your host, Larry Vincent. Please give a, a warm welcome to Geneva uh, Combs. Hello, sweet sister of mine. All right, have a seat. Let me turn the mic on for you. There you go. I hold this thing the whole time? I mean, that's how mics work, usually. You... Yeah, there's like a thing. Okay, we, we talked about this beforehand. Now you're just embarrassing Up me. there, there's a thing. There's a thing. Yes, it's called a mic stand yeah. uh, for those without the technical terms. Put it in your coffee cup. I don't care. There's coffee there. <laughs> you got to hold that up a little closer. There. Oh, sorry. There you go. Yeah, if you're going to use a mic, you're going to use it correctly. <sighs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> uh... I am the youngest, by the way, uh, in case you Not didn't. that you can tell, by the way. Yeah, yeah, not that you can tell. Um, she's going to give a lot of lip tonight, and I apologize for that in advance. Um, it's, just how, it's just how siblings work sometimes, I guess, right? It's how we work. It's, it's, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, I always tell people, Geneva, by the way, um, uh, that when, uh, uh, when I talk about my family, I say we put the fun back in dysfunctional. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it is fun. Dysfunctional fun, but it's fun. But it's fun. Yeah, yeah. That's all that matters. It's all that matters. A little closer so we can pick up on you. Can I, like, should I put it, like, way up You know, like, think of a rapper. I don't like rap. Okay. All right, but let's talk about your faith journey, all right? Um, everybody has a faith journey, right? Uh, what is, uh, what, what was your like, yours like growing up in our house? Um, you know, we, we grew up Catholic, obviously, you know that. Um, what was your experience and um, thought of who God was and how, and how did you react to that as we grew up in the way that we did? Uh, so... I, yes, was raised Catholic. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Didn't know that. Yes, very strong Catholic. Yes, very much so. Yes. Very so much, yeah. um, I went to church because I had to. That was what I was supposed to do. That was my obligation. Yep. As a child, I went to Catholic school all the way up to sixth grade. Which was weird Mm-hmm. Because I was the first kid out of all of us that didn't go to Catholic school. This is true. Wasn't required to go to Therefore, church. Therefore, you were not traumatized. <laughs> so. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, uh, your opinion, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, Fair enough. So, and no, that's not true. I wasn't traumatized. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so uh, I went with my grandma mainly uh, every Sunday. It was a thing. And I did it not with my grandma because I felt like I had to, but it was something that I enjoyed because I got to spend time with her. Grandma was amazing. Yes. Yeah, grandma was amazing. Most amazing person you would have ever met in your yeah. life. Yeah, mm-hmm. But, um, so, as I got older, I didn't really have, um a feeling or like an understanding of God, I guess, because I never really went and they said it was more of a fear thing. So Did you go to catechism? Yes. And you didn't have a feeling about God theologically or? Nope. Really? No. Did you pay attention? Nope. And I don't mean that disrespectfully. I'm just like, you know, like. I was a child. uh, How how old? Because I never went through it. Okay. So I had to do baptism. But in order to be well, baptized... No, First Communion. Because baptism, communion. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, baptism yeah. Sorry, was eight days. Different. I don't think they put you through right. catechism your no. first eight days of life. All right? But, you would think. Uh, yeah, right? But, but Felt like it. <laughs> so catechism at what age? Because that was around teenage years, right? Like 12, 11, 10? Uh, I think I was 10 because it was right after I got out of the hospital for that hernia thing. Yeah. So I think it was like 10. Well, how old are you in sixth grade? 11. Yeah, 10, 11? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So about that age. Yeah? Yeah, so I did the whole thing. Okay, you did the whole thing. Right. Uh, but mainly because that was my obligation. It was what I was supposed to do. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, I felt close to God because my grandma did. Okay. And, you know, I knew that what she believed in was always true. So I knew that it wasn't a big fib. Um but from about, oh, probably not too long after. After Grandma passed? Yes. So I was 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would make you 24? 24. Yeah, I would say in my 20s. Yeah. For sure. Um, so in everybody's life, if everybody is honest with themselves... They have a point where they have faith and they have belief. I don't ever feel like I don't have faith, but there's this platform that I feel like needs to be built before you can kind of leap onto it and say, I have faith. Okay, you're going to have to make, you're going to have to define terms for me because, because. Oh, okay, I'm Catholic, you're Christian. No, that has nothing to do with it. Um, But. (laughs) But I'm not Catholic. Theologically speaking, faith is uh, belief as well as trust, right? Right. I don't feel like they're the same thing. What's that? I don't feel like they're the same thing. Well, okay. But that's just my own personal Right, so that's why I'm asking you to define what, how do you define So I believe in God. Okay. I believe that he uh, does things in my life that I am aware of and that I am thankful for. Um, But I haven't built a strong enough platform to where... I'm like, uh, I don't want to say, I'm not as much of a believer as you are, obviously. Uh, Yeah, okay, that's fair. I mean, that's fair. (laughs) Right. All right. Um, So I just feel like there's a platform that needs to be built before I can put both feet on it and be like, yes, I'm all in. Define this platform. You know, like when you're building a relationship yeah. with somebody, yeah. it's not much different than that. 
on it, you need to build a relationship with God in order to feel do secure you, in it. Do you think, okay, do you think that you've built that uh, relationship at all over the last okay. however, lo- however old you are? <laughs> Which I know how old you are, however, this is going on the internet, and I don't think you want the world to know. Yeah, I really don't care. I'm 40. Okay, 40. All right. <laughs> all right. Um, uh, a little bit. Yeah. There are stones in my platform, yes. but there are holes and cracks in them. Okay. All right. We, we don't need to talk about the holes and cracks unless you want to. I, there's lots of those, but sure. All right. What, what are those holes and cracks? Give me a couple. Grandma. You, you mean, what, explain. So uh, when my grandma passed, uh, she was uh, literally the most amazing woman you would ever meet. That's true. Mm -hmm. So when she passed, um, I was on that teetering side of, you know, really getting into my faith and trying to feel strong in it. And instead of, you know, where I guess most people that are already strong in their faith would rely on that to get through it, I in turn decided to not. Why? Uh, Because I was angry. Okay. And I didn't like him at that point in time in my life. Because he removed somebody from you. Exactly. That, yeah. Yeah. And then when it happens again and again, which it did. With your. Uh, with my, uh, my husband. Yep. And uh, then again with uh, my grandma Goss. And then again with my Aunt Sandy. Literally all in a matter of four years. Yep. Uh, that was pretty much it for me. So th- there's lots of cracks there. Yeah. And when you're angry and you don't really have anybody else to blame, mm-hmm. you know, that's where I went with that. Do you think that's fair? Oh, of course not. I mean, I'm aware that it wasn't at the time. That was just at the time. But okay. then I still need to rebuild that relationship because, you know, there's guilt there for blaming somebody. Okay. So we didn't plan on talking about this. Right. Right. <laughs> um, so I have so many questions. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, namely, though, do you think you're the one responsible for rebuilding those holes? Because, because you know, theologically speaking, right, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Christ, uh, if, you, if you allow Christ to, mm-hmm. he can help you begin to heal from those and ultimately heal you completely of those holes and cracks. You just have to you know, accept him as your Lord and Savior and, mm-hmm. and allow him to do that. Is that not something you're willing to do? You're willing to do? Mm, no. So I have, and I realize that's what you believe. Uh, valid, right? right. But uh, I believe that uh, due to my life events, that most things I do, I do myself. So I will take responsibility and rebuild that relationship in the time I feel that it is necessary. Okay, so honestly, right, Mm -hmm. we have been on our own Mm -hmm. um, around, you know, for for you, it was was probably earlier, but 15 for me, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, at at 15, when you you moved out, Mm -hmm. I got promoted uh, to to Cinderella, right? Yeah, uh, promoted. (laughs) Uh, to, to and, and and mom's stuff came on came on me and so like you, you know uh, I was you know taking care of you know everything in that house and pretty much on 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 my own which 
you are very familiar with. I'll just hold this for you while you get your creamer. Um, <clears throat> which you are very familiar with, right? And so I understand the whole idea of, you know, taking care of yourself, right? And, and, uh, and wanting to do things your own, on your own. Or in your own time. Say that again? Or in your own time. Or in your own time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and yet, what I've had to learn mm-hmm. is that uh, it's only, the, the more perfect I try to be, the less perfect I actually am. Or the, more t- the, more things I try to, the more things I try to fix, mm. uh, the, more, the more I, the worse it gets. Oh, I'm a really good fixer. Yeah. That's why everybody calls me. Um, yeah, well, okay. You, valid, but also not, not valid, because you can't fix yourself as much as you can fix other people, right? Of course you can always fix yourself. Yeah, this is where we disagree. Because to, to a to a to Who a else point, is responsible for fixing you? See, that's where Jesus comes in. Oh, right. You know, uh, the author and perfecter of the author and perfecter of faith, right? Because because it's through Jesus that we have restoration, reconciliation, mm-hmm. and wholeness. The the old is gone, the new has come, right? Uh, without the Holy Spirit, without the Holy Spirit, I, I couldn't be who I am today. You know, uh, and, and and that's why I am so happy for you. Is that patronizing? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Nope. Okay. All right. All right. So uh, now that we've gotten that out of the way, <laughs> uh, so many things we're going to talk about when we get home tonight. You're not sleeping tonight. You know, <laughs> like you're spending, she's spending the night, guys, uh, at the house, and she's in trouble. I'm, go- um, I'm going to bed at ten. Yeah, you wish. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, no, thank you for, for, that, for that honesty. Um, you know, I thought that's why we were here. That is why we're here. Uh, and, and this is supposed to be like a no judgment zone, right? Yes. This is, this is... checking. She's Italian, folks. Um, so guilt and sarcasm run in the family. Um, but let's, uh, let's talk about all the times uh, evangelism, uh, people have shared their faith with you. How, many time, how long are we have? Yeah. So let, let's talk about this, okay? Um, many people have shared their faith with you. Oh, yeah. Myself included. Yeah, but you're not that bad. Okay, I used to be, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and so I want, you to, I want you to talk about those times as well, right? So uh, let's talk really? about, yeah, it's fine. I, they, they already know. I've already admitted what I've done in my past when I, became a, when I first became a Christian. They're all shaking their heads. Yeah, yeah. Listen, listen, we're doing a, you got to talk into the mic, man. They all heard me. Yeah, but we're recording this so it can go on the internet. (gasps) Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) Again, I I told you this. Please, please, for for me. Yeah, sweetie, go ahead. Thank you. All right. Um, Let's talk about the positives and the negatives, okay, Uh, of people sharing their faith. What have people, what have people done well when they share their faith with you? And what have people not done so well? Oh. You can start uh, however you want to start. Um, I'll just go with positive, I guess, first. And then, yeah, first. It might take me a second. Um, uh, Do you have a positive? Hmm. Uh, well, no, actually, I think I do. Okay. Um, so, Aunt Pam. Yes, Aunt Pam. I love my Aunt Pam. Yes. She's the youngest of my grandma's kids. Yes. Aunt Pam is amazing. She is. She is um, a strong believer. She is, yeah. Amazing. Yes, amazing. Yeah. Um, so at first, 
it used to be really annoying because every time we would get on the phone, it would just be a constant preach at me type of thing, which I cannot stand. I don't like to be preached at. If I did, I would go to church, which I don't. Touche. Right. <laughs> and I learned that lesson the hard way myself. So, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So don't do it. <laughs> um, but then I think she came to realize that if she just didn't preach at me and just shared her experiences with me, that I was more prone to listen. Okay, define preaching then. What, what, what do you mean when, she, when you say she preached at you? What does that mean? Uh, Geneva, when's the last time you were in church? Okay. Geneva, don't you think you should go to church? Okay. Geneva, I really think that you need to have a strong relationship with God because that's the only way that life is lived. Okay. Right. Okay. So, and then how would an experience go? How would she share an experience then? So, just daily experiences. Um, you know, something would happen in her life uh, that was maybe, you know, not so great. And she would say, but then this happened. And, you know, by the grace of God, which she firmly means not as just a pun. Right, like, yeah, yeah. For real. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this turned around. And... Um, would frequently share these experiences, you know, with me. And it made me feel more comfortable to talk to her about God. If you're going to get in someone's face and preach at them, they are not going to reply well, especially if they're anything like myself who is struggling with you know, trying to build that relationship again. Yeah. So, you know, we already feel bad that, you know, we're trying to have to try and rebuild that, you know, because we basically <sighs> tossed it away, uh, which you, I know, can't really do. He's always there. I'm aware of that fact now at this point in my life. But at the time, I'm like, oh, I threw it away, and then I've got these people in my face making me feel like poo. Thank you. That was really good control. That was well done. Heather, are you in here? She would have been real proud of me. She would have been. That was really good control. I wasn't going to say anything, but you, you know, you gave me a smile. Yeah. Well done. Thanks. The Italian didn't come out. I know, right? I felt it, though. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Okay. so, So for you, then, a positive experience, if I'm hearing you right. Mm-hmm. is somebody sharing, uh, sharing their experience with God mm-hmm. um, in a conversational way. Exactly. And a negative experience then would be somebody just flat out telling you what to do. Well, not even necessarily what to do. If you're just an unwelcoming person, if I walk into a church, which I've done, mind you, on numerous occasions, and do you make me feel bad because you've never seen me before, I promise you I'm turning around and leaving. So is that on them or is that on you? Because, like, okay, so let, let's, just exp- let's just do it in a different scenario. Okay. Okay? Let's say you're going to um, a party or a gathering and you, don't, you haven't met anybody yet, you don't know mm-hmm. anybody, and you walk in and, you know, uh, someone's a jerk. Uh, you know, one of the first people you meet mm-hmm. are a jerk. Do you automatically turn around and leave? Or you... Oh, no, I'm not saying, like, I do it, like, you know, like this. I mean, sorry, obviously, 
everybody's different. Yeah. I mean, I'm not doing it on, like, my first encounter. Uh, but uh, I'm only going off of what you just said. Oh, my bad. Okay. So I'm not going <laughs> to... It was a bit of an exaggeration. I understand, <laughs> but... I mean, I get that, right? But, you know, there's an intentionality about this, right? And so I... So, you know, uh, to, to, for us to understand your perspective, we got to define terms and exactly what you mean. Okay, so it's not a first encounter with someone. Yeah. I'm not going to base my entire encounter on something ever in my entire life regarding to any situation in my life okay. based on one person's stupidity. I mean, I deal with stupid people all day long. I have a very high tolerance for stupid. And as high as my tolerance is... If I encounter many stupid in many instances in one gathering, yeah. then I'm over it. So defining that, an unwelcoming church, collectively right. speaking, yes. would be somewhere that you would turn away. Absolutely. Okay. Um, what would bring you to a church at this point in your life? Well, I mean just it, it's literally the same reason I go and try any church mm -hmm. to just try and rebuild that relationship has anybody ever approached you in such a way that you wanted to go mm -hmm. where they were going that you wanted to at least try it out with somebody such a positive Christian in your life no 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 and it's not that I don't uh, have people like that but um I don't want to feel like I have to go because they do. Like, I feel like at that point I would have an obligation. Like, if I say, yeah, I'll go with you, but then there's kind of this underlying, like, well, you went that one time, just go with me again. I don't want that. If I'm going to do it, I just need to do it myself and find a place where I feel comfortable mm -hmm. and, and be able to do that. But as much as you rely on family... Mm -hmm. Why is your faith so isolated? Who in our family has faith? No, no, no. I'm not talking about that. Oh. What I'm saying, what I'm saying, what I'm did I miss someone? No. What I'm saying though is, you rely on our family. So we rely. Our family relies I'm on like, one you another. You mean they rely on? Oh, oh, yeah. But we do all count we all, on each other. Look, when when you went through some of your stuff and you you called me, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and and we've had many three o'clock in the morning conversations. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, you know, and I, well, of course, we'll, we, we won't go into detail about that. But let's hope not. Yeah, no, we won't. <laughs> uh, but you, uh, but you've relied on me. You've relied mm -hmm. on Joe, our brother. You've relied on Chuck, our brother, uh, at certain times. Right. right? And family, but I'm 40. What? So you have to realize how long it took me to get to that point. I, I'm not saying that. Oh. Okay. But you have. You are at a point now where family mm -hmm. is vital to mm -hmm. your existence. Absolutely. Right. Why is faith such a uh, individual thing for you and, and, and why doesn't community matter in faith as much as it does in the rest of your life because community matters to you mm -hmm. why doesn't that matter why doesn't that translate over into faith to where some where somebody would invite you and you would feel that you could rely on that person and go to that church and do those things with that person and I'm sure that I could at some point I mean it's not that I haven't done it yeah but I feel like a church is a community of people. It is. You know, every community has a bad egg. I'm well aware. But if the mass majority of the people, you know, say in this room, are friendly and, you know, 
thank you for coming, you know, so happy to meet you. That's the kind of place I want to be. I don't want to just be, oh, this is my friend Carrie, mm. and that's why I'm here. So you don't want people to like you because of something, somebody else. You want people to like you because of you. And it's not even like me. It's more of accepting me for who I am. Or welcome you. Yeah, welcome you. Yeah, right. okay. All right, that makes sense, okay? So, so um, what other negative experiences or positive experiences have you had specifically with somebody evangelizing to you? Um, so I've gone to a few churches uh, just to try and find one that's comfortable. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes I've actually gone more than once. Nice. Right. Except here's the problem. Okay. So after the first couple of times, they're like, oh, we know you. We're not going to talk to you anymore. It's like a... We got you here, we got you to come back, and now we're done. But you don't think that's an intentional kind of like ignoring you thing, is it? I don't think it? it's an intentional thing. I don't think that they realize that they're really doing it. But I feel like if you're going to be a community and you're really going to be there for the people in your church, that you should every day welcome those same familiar faces that you see every day. Mm -hmm. Don't take for granted that the fact that they come back. Yeah. You should always be grateful yeah. that they are coming back every time and welcoming them or greeting them or so glad to see you again. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's important. Yeah. I mean, there's a difference between a welcoming church and a connecting church, mm -hmm. right? And, and we strive to be a connecting church, mm -hmm. right? Um, and, and, and I get that. Mm -hmm. But I'm not asking about your church experience right now. Oh. I'm asking outside, your, outside of these four walls, in your everyday, what, what negative and positive experiences have, have you experienced in, with individuals sharing their faith with you? I, I mean, mainly just the preaching thing. Okay. That's really the, the, the biggest negative to okay. me. You know, yeah. people just preaching at you. Yeah. You know, that's not, I don't feel like that's a, a way to get people to come in and have faith. Yeah. I don't think it's a good thing in any situation, yeah. let alone church, for goodness sakes. Okay. You know, like, oh, if you don't go, you're going to hell. I mean, that's a Catholic thing, trust me. Heard it. Literally, <laughs> yeah, have heard I it. Know. <laughs> um, of course, it's not um, as severe as being a, in a Christian environment because they're not as... Uh, a Protestant, because Catholics are Christian. Uh, right, what? yeah. They're, they're not as demanding, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, I get you. <laughs> they're a little more laid back. Yeah. Which is why I prefer the Christian atmosphere over the Catholic atmosphere. I mean, like, church, I yeah. guess. Yeah, okay. It's just not as, like, handcuffing. Do you think that's... Do you think because we grew up in a... I mean, yeah, strict Catholic in the grandma sense, and, uh, and our aunts and uncles... Yeah. But not in our parents' sense. That's because... I understand, no. right? Oh. But because... Uh, look, our, obviously because, you know, uh, our parents weren't, you know, very strict religiously, uh -uh. right? But do you think because we were so 
you know, we, we never talked about God, you know, in our family growing up. I mean, we, we, did, a, we did, for a couple of years, we did the prayer, you know, the dinner prayer mm-hmm. uh, that all Catholics learn, um, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but honestly, I don't remember a whole lot of God talk. You know, there were more statues mm-hmm. of the Virgin Mary in our house. Oh, my gosh. Than there are about uh, Jesus or, you know, or anyone else. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, but we never talked about God. So do you Mm-mm. think that that nonchalant kind of attitude that we had growing up, that hands-off attitude, mm-hmm. do you think that that molded you into this attitude of, I, you know, of, uh, I, I don't want people in my face. I just want this casual environment because that's what we grew up with. I don't think so. I mean, do you want people in your face? I mean, no. uh, for any circumstance, I, I, I really? I don't see it as people in your face, though. You know, because, because there has to be a point where, you know... Well, okay. So if, say, um, you... Uh, say Heather wanted to go to the opera. Okay, but, cool. Oh, cried. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Bad example. Okay, let's say you didn't like the opera. Okay, let's say I didn't like the let's opera. Let's say you didn't like the opera. All right. If she was constantly in your face about it, nag, 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 nag. Heather never nags me. I'm aware of this. Yeah. <laughs> this is total hypothetical, people. If anything, I <laughs> nag that woman, all right? Uh, but, that I will agree with. Yes, uh-huh. But so, okay, anyway, continue. Would you want to go? But if she approached you in an educational manner, yeah. and in... in gave you information on the subject that could better inform you of what it is, then you can make your own educated, informed decision about whether or not you wanted to go. Sure. And and I I, I get that. At certain point, though... um, Oh, sorry, guys. Sorry about that. You're the worst. Um, At certain point... At a certain point, though, um, the question of a decision Mm -hmm. needs to be put out put out there, right? It's, not, it's more than just, hey, read this, tell me what you think, or just read this, and, you know, and never get into the point of hearing your opinion on it, right? Well, no, I'm okay with sharing opinions. Yeah. That's why I agreed to do this. Right. If I thought I was going to come here and be preached at or nagged, I would have not come. Yeah, no. So, so you define... So there's a difference. So, so a synonym for preaching for you is nagging, mm-hmm. and that's a clarifying term for me. Because I get, okay. I get now. Oh well, because you pre, I get it now. Because I okay, because you're my bad people. He's an amazing preacher. That is not what I meant. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I do favor preachers. Uh, we do have a, we have multiple preachers in this room. I think I saw at least two of them in this room. Right I now. think everybody understood what I meant when preached at me. Yeah, I think so, but, you know... We, to clarify, I meant nag me. I really care about words. <laughs> okay, to clarify, you are an amazing preacher, and you don't preach at me. But, see, there's a difference between preaching at someone and, and, and giving the word of God. Yeah, listen, I had, to, I had to learn... I had to learn over my now 18 years of... Mm-hmm. Uh, faithfully following Christ, of being a disciple of Jesus, what it means not to nag, mm-hmm. you know, um, because I was so excited, and, and, you know, I was so excited about my faith mm-hmm. at the very beginning, and you remember this. Oh, yeah. I do, absolutely. Yeah. You, re- you remember this. Uh, nag. That's where my nag is. Yes. Um, uh, that I, and and I, I said this last year with Joe. I, I was so excited 
about my faith, mm -hmm. that I wanted others to experience that same thing. So badly. <laughs> Go ahead. So badly. That he could care less whether you wanted to listen or not. <laughs> uh, couldn't care less, but yes. Uh, wow, did you just like I try and not see to you, yes, wow. I did. Yeah, I did. By the way, that's normally my job, just uh -huh. so we're clear. I know. That's why I'm so happy to have one on you. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. the lights. But, but, you know, listen, I mean... And I've almost taken um, not a complete hands-off approach because I think I still share my faith a lot. Oh, I mean, you need to be hands-on, just not annoyingly hands-on. Yeah, right. Uh, so, so what can we learn? If you could say anything to a Christian about how to um, share their faith with you, what would you tell them? Because here's the thing. We believe... Mm -hmm. That we are commanded, uh -huh. okay, to share our to share our beliefs through words and actions. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, the Bible the Bible says, "Go and make disciples of all the nations, mm -hmm. right? Uh, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and then teaching them all that you all that I have commanded." Mm -hmm. Right? That whole idea of you can't bring them to baptism unless you unless you share the gospel. Right? Paul talks about this in in Romans. Mm -hmm. Right? He says that you you, you have to how can anyone hear if there's no one speaking it, right? Right. So how, what can a Christian learn from you on what sharing their faith looks like? Uh, I think that people just need to learn the difference between sharing and uh, pressuring, really. That's fair. Uh, you know, if you want to talk with me about religion, I am all for that. If you want to share your religion with me, uh, I'm okay with that. But the second you get from sharing to pressuring is where you lose me. But what if, what if it's an uncomfortable topic for you? Yeah. For somebody that just really doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Like if, if it's a... I was at that point where, like, the word made me want to vomit. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope you don't mind me saying this, mm -hmm. but there was a time where you told me you hated God. Oh, yeah, I did. I fully, totally admit that. And that was at my point in my life where literally the four most important people to me in my life were just gone. Yeah. And that was just unacceptable to me. Yeah. I didn't understand it. Uh, you know, they say... Uh, God is merciful, uh, God has a plan, and at early 20s, uh, as a single mom all of a sudden, because not only is my grandma gone, my rock and my foundation, then my husband passes, I'm all of a sudden a single mom. And then the other one person that I knew that I could rely on. Right. Poof, there's that one. And then again, and so, yeah, I did. I have no issues saying that. We have come to the understanding we're over that phase, yeah. and we're good now, now with this, that. Th this might be a difficult question for me, or answer for me to hear, mm -hmm. but I'm going to. I remember you calling me at three o'clock in the morning, and I mean, just screaming. God, we were and, not doing the three in the morning. Well, well I mean, about it was after one of one of. Uh, and I, I'm sorry, I forget which. You know, a relative it was uh, of... Oh, because there were so many? Sandy or... Aunt or, Sandy. It was Aunt Sandy, yeah. Um, 
Sandy's not related to me, um, so in case you all like, you know, thinking like, how insensitive can you be? My daughter's side of the family. Yeah, yeah. so this is her her husband's family. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, who is very much so still my family? Yeah, very much so. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I'm not talking about the details of it, but but you 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 said a lot of things about 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 God, and Mm -hmm. and my answer to you was, if you remember this, I. I don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to say. I know that's not true of God. Right. You know, but I don't know how to make you feel better. Right. Which is how did you respond it. to that? I mean, when I said those words to you, I, I'm pretty sure I just said to you, I didn't really need you to make me feel better. Yeah. I just needed to tell you yeah. how I felt. And the reason I bring this up is because. So many times in, in our existence as Christians, and I'm talking about all of us in this room, mm-hmm. we get told things that we don't have the answers for. Well, of course. And, 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 we, we, and, and things that we don't know how to respond. Mm-hmm. What do you wish we would say in those moments where, where someone's pain is so real and so mm-hmm. fresh? You know, what, that, what, how do you wish we would respond to you in those moments? I really don't think uh, going through it myself, there is anything you can say. That, at that point, it's so raw and it's so deep and it's so painful. I don't feel like there's anything you could possibly... If God you, himself literally then would why, have come down... Why did you call me? Because people just want to be listened to. Sometimes we don't need you to say anything. There's this thing called listening that a lot of Christians have a hard time doing. Sometimes I don't need you to open up your mouth. Right. I just need you to open up your ears. Do you know why? Do you know why it's so hard for us? Yes, because you have such a strong belief and you think that as long as you can say the right thing, you can pull out that right verse that... It's going to be better. That's so close. <laughs> That's so close. It's because we know, you know, according to our belief, mm-hmm. we know that the source of comfort and peace mm-hmm. is not a Bible verse. Well, yeah. But a God who, that, that, that that Bible verse speaks about. And if you, mm-hmm. and if, and yes, if we say the right thing, mm-hmm. then you would get that at that point. Now, you know, I and, and, and that when you accept that, that you too will feel. We want to end your pain. Mm-hmm. You know, and so in those moments of pain, it, we feel that uncomfortableness. We empathize, mm-hmm. right? Um, and and we, we want to heal you of that, but we know we can't. Right. And so we know who can, and we want you to know him. You know? Well, I mean, even if, I mean, okay, even if you were a strong believer, mm-hmm. and even if at that point... I was a strong believer. I'm still going to be in pain. I know. And I, I, I've learned this. Yeah. Right? I've learned this, right? Especially since, 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 you know, um, since all the things that have been happening with me over the last year. Right. You're right? still in pain. Yeah. It just might not take you as long to get through it. Right. As it would me. No, and and, and there's, no, there's no timeline here. And, I'm, mm-hmm. and, and, and I appreciate the listening thing. I've learned the listening thing, I hope. <laughs> yes, over, you have. You know, um, you know, because I still get those three o'clock phone calls sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and, 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 and I hope I can be a listener now mm -hmm. for you. Um, but, I, well, I guess there's no but there, but <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out words to say next, right? I, there's very, very few people leave me speechless, Geneva. Um, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, yeah I'll be you back all can thank week. her later. <laughs> Here, here's the thing. We so desperately want people to know what we know to be true. Mm -hmm. We want people to experience the things that um, we experience on a consistent basis. Mm -hmm. You know, we want people to go through pain the way we go through pain. It's not that we don't have pain. We have pain. You know that. Well, yeah. yeah. Every human being I mean, because I've called you as much as you've called me, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, um, you know, uh, and, and, I, and that's what I, I love about you. You know, you as much as uh, anyone have been a listener for me. You, mm -hmm. You've been grandma to all, a lot of us, you know. Um, and, and I've learned my listening skills through you. You know, I owe you a lot. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, yeah, don't let it get to your head. Are we as too late? Look, we're Italian. We have big noses. <laughs> we don't need big heads, all right? Um, that's, uh, but here's the thing. We need, to, we, we need to hear from people like you who, who don't necessarily agree with everything that we agree with mm -hmm. um, on how to better do this, all right? And so we're going to finish. We're, we're going to give you the last word, all right? And then we're going to go into our small group time. Um, if there was one thing you could tell a Christian right now uh, about evangelism, about sharing their faith, about anything, what would you say to them? Um, I guess really just sometimes you just need to have enough, enough faith for not just you but that other person and enough patience to maybe even though they didn't come back again, to still be there for them to maybe get them back the next time. Mm. Play the long game. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Even though it's not a game. Yeah. Well, no, it's yeah. not a game, but yeah. I mean, patience and listening are my biggest things. Okay. You know, don't give up on me because I'm not here every week. Yeah. Hey. That doesn't mean I don't want to be. It just means maybe this week... It's just not in me. Hey, hey, Geneva, I'm not going to give up on you. Oh, Lord, I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's give her a round of applause, please. All right, well, that covers our Coffee and Conversation live shows for this year. want to thank everybody for downloading the podcast over the first season, and uh, good news, we are going to have our second season. We're already uh, in the process of recording those episodes, and we'll be launching them uh, here probably around mid-August or early September. So keep tuned to your favorite podcatcher or iTunes for more information. Uh, as always, if you would like to join us for worship, uh, you can join us at Cornerstone Christian Church in Brownsburg, Indiana, 
each and every Sunday at 9 and 10.30 in the morning. We also have a, a good adult Sunday school program as well as programs for every age group uh, that your children have. And uh, it's a great time, so we hope you guys can come out and join us. Uh, for more information on our church, you can go to our website, cornerstonerock.org, or our Facebook page, at CCC Brownsburg. All right, guys, thank you so much. We will see you, see you next season on the Coffee and Conversation Podcast.